from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ. There and welcome to the rewrap for Friday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talks ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And uh, this morning we will mark the week. That's what we do on Fridays, even when I play all the ad breaks in the wrong place and we have to do it 20 minutes later than normal. Uh, how the Warriors will make the finals. Uh, the Hosk has done the math. Uh, dirty, dirty workplaces. And hydrogen power might be coming. Might be on the way. Uh, but before any of that, uh, the Work for the Dole scheme announced yesterday. This is all upside for the government. The government is taking no real risk here at all. They're already writing a cheque for the Dole. The fact that the person now goes to a place to be trained makes not one jot of difference to the government until, and this is the big test, until they're skilled up and have a job as a direct result of their new apprenticeship, at which point the government wins again by having one less dole payment to make. The business wins too, to an extent. They've presumably solved the problem in terms of recruitment, but the risk is all with the employer. In a tight labour market, what are you left with? Well, if we're honest and a little bit blunt about it, the ones the others don't want. The ones who can't find work in a market where there is work aplenty. The ones who haven't been hired despite the fact that there are industries and businesses all over this country that are screaming out for talent. So... Why can't they find work? Well, for a few, it'll be age and stage. They're just a bit unlucky, and it's those that may well find a pathway in this scheme. They may well find a skill and an opening and a future for themselves, but they are not the majority. The majority, sadly, have baggage. Our kids at home, for example, they're in the age group at the moment. They're not unemployed, but they're in the market for work, and there is plenty of it, let me tell you. One has two jobs. The others have all the work they can cope with, given school and sport. So the risk the employer is taking in the scheme is you have a kid with issues, are they under normal circumstances without a subsidy, a good prospect? You would have to think not. Does the subsidy under the scheme close that gap? Well, maybe a little. Are they the sort of prospect that will make it worth an employer's time and energy to train them up? You would hope so. But that's the million-dollar question, and that's why these schemes keep getting rolled out, because they never really have been proven to be a smash hit, because if they were, we wouldn't still be here. The test of the success of this is whether it's more than a stopgap, more than a training course that leads nowhere, that it's a genuine pipeline for getting young people into work. And if it is, if it is, let's make it permanent and let's get away from this madness of paying people, especially young people, to do nothing. I'd settle for them um, emptying the dishwasher and putting the rubbish out. If we, if we, that would be a good start. Let alone going and getting a job. Hey, let's mark the week. Uh, it didn't happen when it was supposed to happen because I lost track of time this morning. Time now to mark the week. And uh, our apologies for the lateness this morning, but time now to mark the week. A little piece of news and current events that's as, um, that's as wide and deep as the government's fiscal hole. <laughs> and come on in, Stephen Joyce, nine. <coughs> Laughed at, ridiculed at at the time, but as Cameron Bagri's um, piece shows... He now lines up behind him. Turns out, A, he was right, and B, not that it's coming, but an apology is probably owed by many. Adrian Orr, six. The interest rates are going nowhere, and why is that? Because growth is slowing. Grant Robertson, three. For giving a speech to business this week and failing to accept that growth is slowing. The policy settings are causing it, and the confidence lost that goes with it is a genuine and present problem. Jacinda Ardern, three. For returning to work and making the same mistake. Don Brash, seven. The rock star of the campus. Who would have thought, hey, the millennials can't get enough of them? The VC of Massey. 
Zero. For the abject failure and quite obvious personal bias she brought to the brash cancellation. Wanganui High, too. For A, blatant racism, and B, lying about it. The Crusaders, nine. Yes, they embody all that's good in sport, professionalism, dedication, consistency, community spirit and popularity. The Warriors, six. Not quite the Crusaders, but still heading in the right direction. Two out of two for the Dragons. 250 for Isaac Luke tonight in the playoffs. Here we come because... Yeah, exactly. The nurses, six. Took the deal. Got there in the end. The angry nurses, four. The deal's done. Fight's over. Stop attacking your union. Know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Cows, eight. You got cows with calves in the city, with people doing karate and war vets wandering around, and a claim of a possessed herd would have been hilarious if it hadn't been for the fact the cow's now dead. And the cow's crime was being a cow. The census, four. As the census worker said to us yesterday, would have looked good in an office in Wellington with wonks and whiteboards, but these people rarely venture into the real world, hence the shambles it became. <laughs> and we laughed at Australia when they cocked it up last year. Bowls clubs, seven. Do the police really have nothing better to do than protest liquor licence renewals? I mean, other bowling clubs... Really the centre of alcohol abuse and deprivation in the community? Wouldn't have thought so. Wellington buses, three. Everyone said, everyone said wouldn't work except the unions and the council. Guess what? Who was right, hey? Wellington University. Sorry, um, Victoria University. Sorry, the University of the... What the hell's the name? Three. Are the people who ran the census running Victoria's renaming project, are they? Kiwi fruit, eight. Very good example of a half-decent problem to have at the moment, short of seven thousand workers in the next decade. Why? Because the industry is booming. We grow it. The world loves it. And that is our week. Copies on the website and half a dozen copies of various versions of this will be sent to Terry Harch to keep him entertained next time he's stuck up a mountain. Yeah, um, do we, when somebody's rescued, I think we say you're not allowed up the mountains anymore. And we put gravity boots on them. Now, gravity boots, I know that they're the things that you hang upside down on a pole with, but what my ones, are just they just make you really heavy and you don't want to go up high things. It's got a bit loose this morning. That didn't stop Mike uh, getting his calculator out. Through the scenario for the Warriors, they've got four games to go. To guarantee they make the top eight, they need to win three of the remaining four games. They're one of four teams for the top spots, for the three spots left to guarantee it. So three of the four will get them in no problem at all. Here's the really good news. Only one of the remaining games is against the current top eight team. So tonight it's Newcastle, they're 11th. Then you've got Canterbury, they're 13th. Penrith might be the issue because uh, they're up there and Canberra, don't worry about them because they're nowhere. So we should, on paper, romp home. Should we fail to win three of the four, then you need to uh, look to Wests, Cronulla and Brisbane. Although I think the Bronx helped us last night, didn't they? They, they? they got done again. So that potentially helps us. But we don't, know, we don't want to go down that track. We don't want to be in a position. We've been here before. Was it last season or the season before? Or the season before well, that and before season. that and before that and before that, where we start relying on other teams. We don't want to go down there. It's a simple, simple equation. There, there was that time when we won the minor, minor premiership. That is true. Oh, uh, where where not, not, didn't depend on anything Let else. Let me go there. down memory lane and remember those But, you know, what, what chance the Warriors losing to teams that they should beat? <laughs> tonight will be okay. So three of four, and after tonight, two of three. So it gets better and better. Oh, man, that gave me such a headache just listening to that. It's way too late in the week to be doing that kind of mess. 
Um, and I tell you what, the state of this place at the end of the week, and indeed when we come in on Monday after the weekend, is horrendous. All you need to know, the biz on the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ on News Talk ZB. So if you thought your workplace was filthy, you'd be right. If you thought that filth led to more sick days and lower productivity, you'd also be right. A new study tells us the average work desk has more than 10 million bacteria, or four times the amount you'd find on your average dunny seat. Most of the surfaces at work, your taps, your doors, your microwaves, your fridges would be classified as officially dirty. Another death knell for open plan offices. Research um, showing that sick leave is 62% higher on open planned office floors compared with traditional offices. I'm going to have more on this. This is my, this is my big topic. This is my big topic. That's why I let none of them, no one, none of them, none of the filthy pogs next door. No one's near my desk. And that's why I keep turning up every day because I never get sick. There are no bugs around me. Which um, amazingly led to a massive discussion about what a pog is because some people have never heard of that before. So if nothing else, if we've achieved nothing else this week, we've defined the word pog for people. So that's good. And we also have discovered that hydrogen might be the way of the future. Another survey of um, a slightly dubious nature came out this week. 46% of us would consider buying an electric vehicle. That's what the survey says. It was done by Mercury Energy. Now, what did Mercury Energy do? Oh, that's right. They're into power. So 46% of Kiwis would consider buying an electric vehicle. People had not claimed Mercury. They had not been primed to provide favourable responses. So the question was, in the next two years or so... Would you consider getting an EV? And so with a very loose-based question like, yeah, in the next couple of years or so, do you reckon you'd, I don't know, would you look Would you look at an EV? So what's the answer there if you ask it that way? The answer is, oh, yeah, I suppose. Wouldn't you? Isn't, it? Isn't that the answer? I mean, I'd consider buying a Rolls-Royce too until I got into the building and found out how much they cost. I mean, if it was, it, you know? certainly if it was cheap enough too. Well, like- that's your problem. They're not cheap enough. Oh. And there was a very well, good... Well, then I won't. Well, exactly. And there was a very good story out of Australia yesterday, Hydrogen. They have now... A company in Australia has worked out how to be able to... Tra- the big problem with hydrogen and running cars on hydrogen is the transportation of bulk hydrogen because it tends to explode. Uh, and now they think they've been able to do it. And you can fill up on hydrogen in three minutes, no slower than a petrol tank. So if they can get hydrogen to the market at a reasonable price, and a car running on hydrogen at a reasonable price, all of the problems around electricity, i.e. it takes forever to recharge your car, are then, are they not, potentially solved? And Australia, because of their natural resources, gets to export this to the entire world and becomes phenomenally wealthy. Yeah, what was that? Because there was that really um, awesome thing that ran on hydrogen, uh, the Hindenburg. Um, what have, whatever happened they, I think that? I think the point... I think the point of the story is they've stabilised it slightly since then. You'd think that Mercury Energy would be promoting Mercury-powered cars. Licence to tell dad jokes, two licences. I am Glenn ZB. On that terrible note, I will finish the week and this podcast. That was the rewrap. Um, and I'll start it up again with some more dad jokes on Monday. See you then.